Hi everyone, my name is Ksenia and I'm the co-founder of Leon and welcome to our podcast, The Skin Interview. For those who need a mini introduction of us, we're a holistic skincare service that is changing the way we shop for skincare for goods. Cutting for the beauty BS, we decode each person's unique skin needs and help build a bespoke routine that actually works. It's basically skincare led by understanding, not hype. As per usual, we interview every week skin experts to give you a deep dive of brands that we love and recommend to bring you a more human touch behind the staple products that you can find in your favorite beauty destinations. This week, we are very pleased to have with us Jasmine Bunnen, founder of one of my favorite natural skincare brands, Nuri, who will explain to us what freshly blended skincare, efficacy, and best before dates really means in the skincare industry. So the real reason why we wanted to talk about the concept of freshness in the beauty industry with Nuri founder Jasmine is because she managed herself to create a brand from scratch that encompasses this movement in the beauty industry. But before delving further into this super interesting subject, I would love for Jasmine to introduce herself and explain a little bit about the concept behind Yuri and your entrepreneurial journey too, because I think it's quite nice to hear. Oh, thank you, Xenia, for the great introduction. I'm so happy to be here today. Like Xenia said, my name is Yasmin Bonin. I'm the founder and CEO of Nori. I have a very, very different background, I would say, from many other um, skincare entrepreneurs, because I actually started my work life as a management consultant. So uh, I studied finance, international business, and joined a, a large consulting firm called McKinsey & Company in Helsinki, Finland, where I'm originally from. And uh, you know how life, life is so interesting. Things just happen, and sometimes you have to go with the flow. So I met a, a wonderful um, young Danish colleague in McKinsey, and he managed to convince me to move to Denmark, to Copenhagen. And believe it or not, I had never been to Copenhagen. I had traveled the world. I had, I've grown up in Africa, in different countries, lived abroad for many years of my life, but I had never been to Copenhagen in Denmark. So I moved to Denmark back in 2000 and, uh, and worked first a uh, couple of years in the same consulting industry. After, and after that, I actually joined L'Oreal. And that's really where my, my journey into the world of beauty and cosmetics started. L'Oreal is a wonderful, fantastic company in many ways. They are so big, so global, and of course, work with very interesting concepts around the world. And um, I then uh, happened to be in charge of the L'Oreal Paris business as a marketing manager in Denmark. And sometimes uh, time really factors into things because we were in the period where the European Union really started to increase the requirements for labeling for cosmetics. And the intention was very good. Uh, the intention was that they wanted to increase the transparency and information available to consumers. Um, and the intention was that in 2010, we should have had all cosmetics uh, show an expiry date or a best before date, just like we have in food and medicine, which makes total sense. However, as you know, this, Sinia, uh, this was not a very popular proposal to the big industry players. No, this not, was really. A, <laughs> not really. No, because when you work with large, complicated global supply chains, having to keep track of expiry dates is, is very complicated. And not surprisingly, uh, there was a lot of lobbyism going on in Brussels and they actually managed to change the wording of this regulation. So in the end, the compromise was if you manage to guarantee your cosmetic formula stays stable, and now I'm using quotation marks around the world stable here in the air, uh, for a minimum of 30 months, so minimum two and a half years, you can leave out the expiry date. And obviously, this overnight became the industry standard. So suddenly, all the industry, uh, big industry players started working with this in mind. So cosmetic products should have a shelf life of at least two and a half years, if not more. And honestly, at the time, I was thinking about this. My reaction to this was more or that of a consumer. I had not thought about the fact that cosmetics grow old. And this is quite strange because uh, now, right now, so many years later, I'm thinking, of course they do, because they are made just like food is made with using water, oils, vitamins, vitamins, minerals, peptides. Of course, there's some sort of deterioration of the formula. 
But at the time, I didn't think like that. Uh, I went back home, looked at my drawer in my bathroom, and I was shocked because I realized some of the things lying in there had been there for years. <laughs> and, and really, this is when my journey started. I started reading in my own time more about what actually happens with cosmetic formulations over time. And the results and the, what I found out was shocking. But, you know, uh, there's a lot of science to it. But just to keep it on a very simple level, basically the key insight was active ingredients like vitamins, peptides, they break down in formulations very quickly due to oxidization. And, and this oxidization is really something that begins the minute you blend a product, actually. And that's a common misconception. People think the breakdown starts when you start using a product. But in fact, it happens when you blend the product. And that's why it's so important to understand when was the product made? How many months or even years has it been sitting on a shelf in a store or in a warehouse or in a factory? So that was really a big uh, moment for me because I realized the older the product, the less well it works. So it really was a whole question of what is the efficacy of the products that we're buying as consumers today? How can we know how well are they working since we don't know when they were made? And then, of course, the downside of, of long shelf lives, another downside of long shelf life is what's actually needed in terms of chemicals to stabilize these formulas for such a long time. Additives, preservatives, stabilizers, fillers, all things that stay, take up space in your bottle but actually do nothing for your skin. So that was really when the seed for Nori was planted in my mind. But that was at a time in my life where I wasn't able to start my own company. My husband had just founded a startup. We had a baby. You know, someone needed a real salary uh, on a monthly basis. So <laughs> I stayed on in the corporate world for quite a few years more and only had the courage really to start my own company many years later, um, back in 2015. Amazing. I love, love your background. I wish uh, I had also something in finance. I think it would be super helpful today, <laughs> you know, to, to know more about everything. But no, it's super interesting. And I think that with what you said, with the expiration date and the, the best before date, I think it's super interesting too, because it also makes you realize that uh, the products that we, we buy for our skin, we should use them totally once we get them. And I think there's this culture and this tendency today to accumulate so many different products in our bathroom shelves, you know, so that at one point, like maybe you have used 10% of each product, but in, in six months, you know, all the efficacy is practically lost. Uh, so it's really interesting. Yes. And I actually, you're hitting a very important point here because one thing is using the product for over a too long period, the other thing is constantly swapping between formulas because that is also something that really wreak havoc on your skin. Because really when you find a regime that works for you, that you want to invest in, then you should really give it some time to work and, and stick to that at least for three months. Three months is usually the sort of magical time period for skincare routines, um, ties in very well with seasons, ties very well. And so, of course, we can switch things up over the during the course of a year, during the course of our lives. But it's really important that we use products over a consistent amount of time for to see the results that we're trying to achieve. Otherwise, we're just buying a lot of expensive products and not really giving them a chance to work. Completely agree. And uh, and I think that, uh, yeah, it's really important to uh, to take this into consideration because if you're looking to reach certain skin goals, it will not be achieved, you know, by buying different products from different brands just because they're trendy or you saw them somewhere, you know, in, in, in an article. Like it really has to be well curated for your skin and you have to use them consistently. So I, I completely agree with you. And actually, what I love also with your background, Jasmine, is that you uh, worked at L'Oreal, but you managed to create a brand that is um, natural, if I may say, in way, like many different ways. Um, so... For us, the term natural in skincare, generally speaking, uh, will refer to products that are produced from plants and botanical oils, extracts. And it should be noted that different brands have created their own definition of what natural means to them, because I don't know if you agree with me, but there's so many, um, you know, it's basically this term is not well uh, protected. So for me, I love to ask this question to uh, to founders that's actually on a natural brand is 
I would love to know uh, if freshly blended skincare is your own definition of being natural and also what is actually your, your definition of a natural skincare product? Hmm. It's a very good question. And uh, I fully agree with you that definition of natural has become <laughs> very uh, stretched if I use that word, uh, in the recent very, very stretched definition of natural. But to be fair, it is also um, a definition that has no official body behind it at this point. So at least within organic skincare, organic cosmetics, we have international organizations that have attempted to make definitions of what is considered an organic product. We do not have that same international or even EU or US level definition of natural. And, and that is something that of course, hopefully is something that will happen in the future. But our definition of natural is really based on what we believe makes sense for a formulating perspective. So there are currently in the European Union, you can you can call an ingredient natural. The three categories of ingredients that you can call natural. The first category is ingredients that are naturally derived, meaning derived directly from plants or seeds or, like you said, they are extracts, they are oils. Then you have the second category of natural ingredients, which we call natural modified. So meaning you take a natural extract and then you modify it in one way or another, for example, to increase the prevalence of an active uh, molecule or structure. So it could be a biotechnology process where you take something from seaweed and then you really extract that seaweed using biotechnology to get into the really good, good parts of it. And then the last category of natural ingredients that are allowed to be called natural is the most I would say, disputed or discussed category, which is nature-identical ingredients. These are, in fact, synthetic ingredients, but they are made exactly in the same molecular structure as they occur in nature. And there's a reason for this. So this is not necessarily a bad thing. There are two main reasons for making an ingredient, nature-identical ingredient. First of all, it's Sometimes you simply cannot extract that particular ingredient from nature. So vitamins are often nature identical. So you take a vitamin found in a plant or nature and then you extract it in a lab or you develop it in a lab. That has to be labeled nature identical synthetic because it's been through that process. Another really good reason sometimes to use a nature identical ingredient, even if you could find it in nature, is a sustainability question. If it comes from an endangered species of plants. So there are these three categories. And at Nori, our formulating ethos is we do not allow anything into a product that isn't in one of these three categories. And we also require over 95% of the product to be from the first two. So we allow small amounts of nature identical ingredients. For example, a very common use a natural preservative, potassium sorbate, which is found in berries and is a wonderful natural preservative used by, by the way, 99% of natural and organic brands around the world. This is in fact nature identical. Uh, not all brands disclose that, but I believe it's very important that people know where these things come from. And that ingredient happens to be nature identical. And for me, freshness is relating to this, but not completely the same thing. For me, the, the re main reason for doing freshly blended skincare is really the efficacy of the product. That's what I'm very obsessed about. So saying, I want to use natural ingredients because natural ingredients are better for humans, they're better for the planet, and they often also create better results with skin because they have a greater bioaffinity with skin, which is a natural living organism. The reason we do freshly blended skincare is an added reason, and that's because we want whatever great ingredients we find there 
we want them to actually still be active when you put it on your skin. So, so that's really the reason for freshly blended. And the other reason is that we don't need to use any additives. We can actually keep the formulas natural, 100% natural and pure because we don't need to use all these extra chemicals to preserve the formulas for many, many years. Super interesting. And I love how it encompasses different concepts in its own definition. I really love that. And I, I, and I think we'll see after later uh, in the podcast how, you know, it's important to have freshly blended skincare. And, uh, and I love this approach. And I actually discovered all of these concepts through your brand too. Um, so, so yeah, it's pretty amazing. So me being one of your clients, because even before, you know, starting a business, etc., I remember using the Nuri Vital Forming Cleanser, which is a product we're going to talk about. I uh, completely fell in love with your brand. So I would love to know what type of clients or people would align with your brand values most of the time. It's very interesting. We actually very recently did a little uh, study, a little bit of research on this. Who is the Nuri consumer? And Nori customer. And it's very interesting. We looked at two big cities, Copenhagen and London. And we have very loyal customers in Copenhagen and London. We have them in many other countries as well. But these two big cities, first of all, I think it's a very urban customer group we have. And I found that quite interesting uh, because one of my sort of personal Um, ambitions when creating Nori was, I actually felt that there was a gap in the market for a natural skincare and beauty brand that still felt urban and cool. I had felt that a lot of the natural brands out there at the time when I started developing Nori, they were very romantic and very girly and very flowery and very green, or they looked very Uh, there's an English word for this, very crunchy, a little bit of a muesli Birkenstock kind of look and feel. And don't get me wrong, I wear Birkenstocks all the time, so it's not, <laughs> but you know, this very organic hippie look. Or then I it was a very... <laughs> but I was looking for something a little bit more edgy, uh, just a brand feel and a brand universe that was a little bit more urban, a little bit more stylistic, minimalistic, and also unisex. And that was very interesting because clearly we've resonated with this. So we actually have a lot of urban customers in the age of 25 to 45, and most of them in their, in their 30s, early 30s. And it's often people who are very interested in travel, architecture, healthy living, art, design, and uh a very high level of people who are rather highly educated, are very interested in understanding the science behind things. So it's, it's a consumer group that is very, I would say in many ways, first movers. And of course, that's probably also what, what happens when you create a concept that is quite novel. I mean, our concept was so different that when we started talking about a product that we make every 12 weeks, we make a new batch every 12 weeks, You know, the first few times when we went out and met with a retailer, they just said, that can't be done. We can't work with that. How do you expect us to change the stock every 12 weeks? And we said, no, no, no. We want you to order very little at a time, sell it to the customer right away, and then order a little bit again of the fresh product. But this was not the mindset that the stores had. They were used to playing big minimum order quantities. You know, a lot of brands go to a store and they said, well, we have a minimum order quantity of so-and-so. And we said, we don't have any minimum order quantities. Order as little as you want because we want you to order little and often. And then the first stores to actually understand this, they were concept stores selling fashion. So that was such an interesting thing. And I said, why is it that you're so interested in Noreen? They said, well, we change our stock every 12 weeks anyway. You know, do you know how many seasons fashion brands have nowadays? How often we rotate the stock on the shop floor anyway? So they were completely aligned that, of course, you all constantly have new things coming in. And that was so interesting. So actually, Nori was launched because of this in many countries, many big cities, first in a concept store setting. And that, I think, of course influenced a little bit some of the first people who discovered our brand they actually discovered us in a more concept store setting than in a, a real skincare beauty store setting 
Um, and that, of course, has changed now over the years. We are selling in a lot of natural natural skincare retailers or selected independent department stores and a lot of facialists and spas. But at the beginning, it was really that concept store consumer group that that sort of discovered the brand. And uh, thankfully, they're still with us and are still fans with fans of the brand. <laughs> I think that's so interesting. And, you know, it, it goes in hand with the next question that I want to ask you is that, you know, this reluct reluctance because you, you do have a, a production and distribution model that is very unique. You explain, you know, how you, you overcame this challenge, etc. But do you feel that this was hard to overcome, um, you know, and, and to really uh, position yourself in the different beauty stores, etc., such as like the brand that you are today? Yes, it was very difficult in the beginning. And I would say that there were sort of two types of difficulties. The first difficulty was financial in the sense that when you are sourcing packaging or when you are looking to produce a product, you know, the numbers that we usually talk about are minimum, minimum units are 20,000 units at a time of packaging or a bottle. And often, you know, the price for 20,000 is very high compared to if you bought 100,000 bottles at a time. And the same if you go and, and ask someone to fill your product and say, can you please fill? I, in the beginning, asked someone to fill 300 products for me and they almost left. And they said, no, then we will fill 5,000 for you, but <laughs> if you're interested. And so the whole idea, it became so expensive. It was so expensive because production facilities are all about optimizing unit costs and it's all about mass production everywhere you look. And of course, there's a reason for that. We're all benefiting of this. Of course, this is industrialization and economies of scale. And we, in many ways, in many areas of our life are benefiting from things that it's, it's mobile phones are cheaper and, and computers are cheaper. So I'm not saying I'm against that. But in this particular case, making small batch cosmetics in a professional way, I must add, because of course, I could have decided to make something in my kitchen. But that was not the kind of brand I wanted. I wanted a brand that is professionally developed, professionally tested, professionally uh, manufactured and, and, you know, has beautiful, high quality packaging. That was a very big challenge. So we really took some big risks in the beginning. And it took us a long time to find the partners to work with that were willing to believe in this concept and willing to say, okay, maybe we don't fill 5,000 in one go, but then you have to commit to filling 5,000 in a year. And then we made kind of deals, wheeling and dealing and breaking it up into smaller parts, et cetera. And, um, and a lot of manual work was required. And that's, of course, as you know, more and more expensive, especially when you want to make everything a country like Denmark. <laughs> so um, we had to fight a little bit in the beginning with that. And, but I'm glad we did. I'm really glad we did. You know, some wonderful things came out of this. For example, uh, where we manufacture and fill our products, it's a, it's a place an hour outside of Copenhagen. They suddenly went back into their own archives and said, hey, didn't we used to have in my father's time this old little machine that we could hand fill products with? Let's go get that from the storage and let's, let's repair it and polish it and and make it good as new. And then that became the Nori machine. And, you know, we were sort of reviving some of these old methods and, and procedures. And I, I found that absolutely thrilling. And, and so did they. And the same was then, of course, on the other side, on the retailer side, like I said, you know, there was some original, original pushback. And I remember one of my customers, a store, a wonderful, wonderful store in, um, in Oslo. Uh, they are called Gimle, a beautiful perfumery store. The reason we started working with Gimle from day one, and they're still a customer of ours, is actually when I was presenting to the owner's daughter, she looked at me and said, you are so crazy. You are so crazy. I've never heard of anything so crazy that I actually just have to take your brand because I think you're absolutely nuts. <laughs> and, and she said, you look like a normal person. You look like you're actually intelligent. This is the most nutty idea I've ever heard. So I have to give it, a, I have to support you just for the sake of supporting some crazy people. <laughs> and you know what? This was so interesting because she then very soon after we had launched the brand in her store, the daughter of the, the store's owner, she decided to go on a year's sale trip around the world with her husband. 
and children. Very interesting trip. They were sailing around in a little sailboat and, you know, she packed a lot of cosmetics with her to go on the sailing trip for the whole year. And she had brought some Nori and then some other brands. And she, of course, had in her mind this misconception. She was worried that the Nori product would go bad very quickly on this little sailboat when there's a lot of humidity and warmth and, you know, you're in a tropical sea somewhere. So she was hurrying to use the Nori products first and saving the other brands for later. And then during the end of her journey, one year journey, all her products had just gone really bad. They were just smelling bad. They weren't working. They were splitting. And she accidentally found one of the Nori products that she had brought with her that she forgot she had. And it was in absolutely perfect condition, completely stable, completely good. And she called me and says, how is that possible? I thought your product is fresh. And I said, yes, exactly. Because it's so fresh that even a year later, it's still perfectly fine. (laughs) So her misconception was that something that's freshly blended goes bad quickly. No, (laughs) on the contrary. I agree with you so much. I think that when you, and even with the, like being a natural organic brand, you know, most of the people think, I don't want to say most of the people, but I think there's this misconception of imagining someone cooking with like plants, you know, in, in a big pot and like creating your skincare products that are not, you know, tested and uh, are not, you know, uh, efficient enough. And I think that this is super interesting because actually there's so many incredible, but I think the past years, you know, we, natural brands have proven their efficiency, their efficacy. And uh, and I think that's that's amazing how today, you know, like, and it should be completely normal, right? But that's uh, a cult natural product can be as efficient as another product from a big brand, you know, that has been in the industry for like several years. Uh, and finally, like those type of brands get some accreditation. And me, there's something that uh, I really love, like a tagline that you use on your website, uh, creating the purest formulations with the highest level of efficacy. So I would love to know and to learn like more about the efficacy behind your brand and how you manage, you know, to to really have, like you said, all those formulation that works really hard on the skin. So I think maybe we could use a product example for that because I think sometimes it's easier to talk with a concrete example. Uh, I think you're familiar with our Supreme C serum treatment. Yes, and I'm obsessed with it, so we can talk (laughs) about it. (laughs) So this was exactly the challenge because when I started uh, working on, on the Nori formulations, I then... For each product, I looked at the main active ingredients that I wanted to incorporate, and then I actually went and found scientific data on their chemical stability, meaning how quickly does this particular chemical compound actually deteriorate in a formulation uh, from the day it's been blended and then measuring down from there. And of course, one of the amazing beauty ingredients that we all know so well and many of us love is vitamin C or ascorbic acid. Now, when I pulled up the data on this particular pure form of ascorbic acid, and I I must say this is very important because there have been made many different kinds of variants of uh, vitamin C in the beauty industry, specifically because it's a very unstable uh, ingredient in its pure form. Uh, So there are a lot of derivatives of vitamin C, phosphate forms, salt forms, and different forms of ascorbic acid out there. Unfortunately, the most effective one is the purest form, and that is ascorbic acid. That molecule starts oxidizing the minute it's been blended into a formula that contains any water molecules, and it breaks down in a matter of weeks. We're not talking about months or years. We talk about matter weeks, and you will know this if you've ever had a vitamin C serum and it starts turning yellow. That is a sign that the ascorbic acid is breaking down in the serum and it's no longer ascorbic acid. It turns into another chemical compound. What do you think about brands that tells you that it's normal that the color changes? Well, it's normal. They are not lying. It is normal. It's also normal that the apple turns brown when you cut it, but they they forget to tell you that when it starts oxidizing, it is no longer its active form of vitamin C. So, so when I was doing this particular product, I realized that the curve, the efficacy curve of this particular active ingredient was so sharp, 
so quick that I realized that even with Nori's concept of blending freshly blended batches, getting it out quick to the stores, I realized even with that, we would have some level of breakdown if I made uh, a, a traditional vitamin C serum. So therefore, I had to find another solution. And the solution was keeping this particular active ingredient separated from the serum base in the dry powder form where it's stable until the moment a person starts using it. And that's why we developed a product that has these two small vials and they have these two small caps. And inside the cap, you have the active ingredient and you push that cap, little button on top of the cap and you release the vitamin C into the serum base and mix it and start using immediately. And this is the only way that you can ensure that the vitamin C is still 100% active during the time you use it. And one vial is for 10 to 15 days. And during that time, you will have no discoloration and you will notice the product stays completely clear. There is no turning yellow or brown, meaning there is no molecular breakdown. You have an absolutely pure and potent formula. And of course, in the base, there are also some things Then we work with. What we do is we go back and look at research and say, how can we boost, for example, let's say this is vitamin C, ascorbic acid. It, it's a great antioxidant. It can help treat um, hyperpigmentation, discoloration caused by either hormonal or too much sun. It can also boost collagen production in the skin. But how can we boost vitamin C's efficacy further? Well, there are two great ingredients to do that. You can add ferulic acid and you can add vitamin E. So, of course, then we go and bring those into the mix and then we make sure that we make a, a base that has no oil in it because vitamin C is a water-soluble uh, vitamin and not a fat-soluble vitamin like vitamin D or A are. And again, you know, this is basic science. Well, not basic basics, but yes, pretty basic. Many people remember this from high school, that there are some water-soluble vitamins and some fat-soluble vitamins. I still, it, I, it ceases to amaze me that you can go into a store and someone tells you to buy a cream and then throw some vitamin C powder into the cream and mix it and it should work. Well, no, that's an awful idea because if you're throwing this powder into this cream that contains oil, that is not going to dissolve in a uniform manner. You're not going to be dispersing the vitamin C in a uniform manner into your face. You will be applying it, you know, here and there completely randomly. Uh, you might get way too much in one area, way too little in another that's just bad science. <laughs> and I think that's why, like, I loved your introduction, that it's not about the hype. It's actually understanding the products and the ingredients and how it works. That's so important. There's so much hype out there. And it's just basically wrong. There are misconceptions. And, and I know the world is going into the alternative facts universe, but, you know, science is science and there are no alternative facts when it comes to things like this. So this is really our approach. So it's really about understanding the ingredients, the efficacy profiles they have, their breakdown profiles. How can we formulate something that is super potent and really delivers on what you promise it does? And I can tell you the level of satisfaction when you receive this product and you compress the, the powder in the serum. You're like, oh my God, I'm a little chemist. I'm doing my own serum. And you know that it's so fresh because you're doing it yourself and you know you can use it like 10 minutes after, which is pretty amazing. And for this product, I uh, used it and I personally loved it because it's it it does have quite an oily texture but not too oily like it gets quite well into the skin and i think it gives like a very really nice type of glowy skin and um and you do receive a very small bottle because you use it in the next 10 to 14 days right 10 to there's there's enough for 10 to 15 days i would say depending on how much you um apply and i usually do one full pipette Uh, one full dropper um, of it per application. And that is, like you say, it's very, it's funny that you say oily because it, I agree that's how it feels, but there's actually zero oil in the formula. It's like a hydrating, it's a, there's a natural botanical glycerin, there is hyaluronic acid in the formula as well. So it's a super hydrating formula base. Um, but yeah, so you use it and I usually really recommend focusing on the areas where you would normally see sun damage. So your forehead, 
your cheeks and uh, also your décolleté, your breasts, because a lot of people see a lot of uh, sun damage, um, you know, around their 30s uh, starts showing up on your chest because that's something you might have remembered the sunscreen on your nose, but you didn't go all the way down to your chest. So it's really good. Yeah. And there is definitely enough. So you will get a, around a three to four week uh, intensive treatment with this packet. And would you say it's more, like you said, like you, you have to use it more as a treatment or is it something that you can use as your daily antioxidant serum? So to really protect you against environmental triggers and UV light, etc. You can definitely use it all year round as a daily serum. I sometimes tell, because of course, some of our customers have are cost conscious and, and, you know, cannot maybe use this type of product every day. That's why we made it as a, as a month uh, treatment, because this is a great way to say, okay, let's say after the summer, when you had a lot of uh, sun exposure, when the sun gets weaker, here's a perfect time to really target your skin, do this Supreme Serum treatment. And I recommend people to do it at least four times a year during the seasonal changes. It's a great way to boost your skin, to treat discolorations, to boost collagen production, but you can definitely, it's not too aggressive in any way to use on a daily basis throughout the year. Amazing. I do have a little bit of post-inflammatory pigmentation. I had some breakouts, you know, on the side of my cheek, so I'm super excited to to use it more and see and give a little review and see how it's going to be in the next, uh, the next month. There's also some other products I wanted to discuss with you. There's one in particular, and you know, when you mentioned this product, I was like, oh my God, this is like my favorite product. It's actually the first product that I got from Nuri. It's the Vital Foaming Cleanser. I have to say, it's, I think it is my favorite product uh, from your brand. I discovered it from Content Beauty, and I was very intrigued by the very simple packaging, like you said, very minim minimalist. And of course, um, by the best before date, because I love, uh, you know, like everything that's fresh, etc. So I really like the concept behind your brand. And for me, this product is amazing because the foam is very subtle and light. And when used, it doesn't have a strip the skin like other foaming cleanser would do normally, uh, which is so important because no matter what skin type you have, you know, you have to make sure to not overstrip your skin and making sure that you preserve all the nutrients within your skin because that's what makes your skin to react after with inflammation or, you know, heavier oil flow, etc. And the way I was using it, it was simply in the morning and also at night. And... For me, uh, what I love the most about this product is the smell. And you have to tell me what makes <laughs> it smell so amazing. It smells like a marshmallow. And um, actually, my little sister of 10 years old is all the time amazed by it. She always comes to my bathroom and tries to put it on like she really loves the smell of it. So it would be great to learn more about the different properties and benefits. If you can explain as Jasmine, because even me, myself, I want to know even more about this amazing product. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, this was, a, again, a little challenge I gave myself because I've always been a big fan of washing my face with water, with a really good foaming cleanser or a gel cleanser. And I wasn't really in that milky cleanser uh, category ever personally. And when I started looking more into what kind of natural products were out there, I realized that none of the all natural brands were offering a good foaming cleanser. There was just no good foaming cleansers out there in the natural world. And there was a reason for that. Of course, I found out very quickly. It's very difficult to create a beautiful foam when you're not using sulfates and other synthetic surfactants. So this was sort of the first formulating challenge. How do we make a super rich, creamy foam using all natural ingredients? And that's really just from the sen sensory pleasure part of it. But the other idea I had was I really wanted to have a product that not just washes like a soap, but it has to do something for my skin already during the washing phase. And two of the main things we focused on here, the first was this gentle cleansing exfoliation using fruit enzymes. So we, we use two different um, fermented fruit extracts. There is a radish root extract and a pomegranate extract. And it's the pomegranate you will actually smell. It's that kind of candy uh, berry smell, but it is a natural scent. And I love that you say marshmallow because it's probably that sort of a 
pinkish uh, fragrance universe uh, mixed with the foamy feel and then you are immediately in the marshmallow world <laughs> but it's all natural there is no uh, synthetic fragrance in it um, so the idea is putting these fruit enzymes into the cleanser so every day you get this mini fruit enzyme exfoliation of your skin and then of course my other concern was well if we do that Will there be people with sensitive skins that can't use this? Will they feel it's a little too harsh, a little too, you know, irritating? So my, the other counter effect was then let's make this an extremely soothing, cleansing, hydrating and soothing product. So we added natural oat kernel extract, which is, you know, wonderful even for people with atopic skins and natural betaine, which is a wonderful skin soothing ingredient. And then uh, hydrating ingredients like botanical glycerin. So these all together mean that you can do a really thorough, great cleanse and, and mini exfoliation of your skin every night and still feel when you wash it off, your skin is completely calm. It's really hydrated. It doesn't feel tight like a lot of other foaming products, unfortunately, result in that feeling of tightness and squeaky clean, which is not what you want for your skin, because that's a sign that your skin has been stripped of some of its natural oils. So that was really the, the challenge here. And I'm so happy that you mentioned this product because you are not alone. This is our number one bestseller product globally. This is the one that people keep coming back to. And I'm always so fascinated by it because, uh, you know, I, I don't usually hear people being so excited about a cleansing product. They might be excited about a serum or an eye cream, but this is a cleansing product that people are really swearing by. And, and like you said about your little sister, I think that's very sweet because actually this is a product that I found out a lot of mother, mothers are giving to their teenagers because I, I myself have a 15 year old son and he's starting to show some signs of, you know, hormones on his skin is getting a little impurities here and there. And this is the only product he uses, but he loves using it. He doesn't complain about it. And actually it's the only product he needs because it doesn't dry out his skin because he doesn't even need a moisturizer afterwards. He just uses this product in the evening before going to bed and it has really helped to keep his skin just clean, fresh, without too much hassle for him, because he is, after all, a 15-year-old boy. Yeah, no, for sure. And for me also, it's something that I would recommend, you know, for uh, even very sensitive skin, like like you said, teenager skin, etc. because I do think that it's a very um, gentle product. I, I don't know how to explain, like, even when you apply it, you know, it's gentle to your skin. Absolutely, uh, yeah. That's so important, the feeling that you get from it. Yes. And it's, um, we have heard some amazing tips from some of our customers on how they are also using this. I have heard that uh, some people who have very sensitive skin uh, have used it as a shaving foam, the underarms and bikini line, because it has that, you know, exfoliating effect. So you're making sure you're preventing the ingrown hairs and bumps and it's soothing your skin while you shave. So that was a really great tip. I got that tip from a customer. She said, you know, she swears by it for her bikini line. On, on the, yeah. And, um, and then we had another customer uh, who actually wrote us such a sweet letter. Um, she had been struggling with very bad scalp problems all her life, very red, irritated, scaly scalp, and had tried everything. And she started using this foaming cleanser just on her face, uh, nothing to do with her scalp. But then suddenly after three weeks of using this, she noticed a clear improvement around the hairline. Her scalp had always been red and patchy and itchy there as well on the hairline. And suddenly she realized the foaming cleanser is healing my scalp. And so she wrote to us and she said, I'm using this product as a shampoo now. You have to make a shampoo with it. <laughs> and, uh, and we actually did. Uh, a year and a half later, we launched our shampoo, which is a specialized scalp treatment shampoo with some of the same actives that help to you know gently exfoliate to remove scaliness but also to calm and hydrate the scalp so we actually took her advice but that was wonderful to hear how quickly she saw the improvement in her skin wow amazing i love to hear stories about how you know a product can be used in different ways um, I think it's amazing. And, uh, you know, receiving those kind of feedback, I'm sure like it makes you even more believe in your brand and in what For you sure. do. Do you think it's yes. incredible? 
I think that's the, best, that's the best part. For sure. Yes, because as you know, as a business owner, there are also a lot of things every day that are not so gratifying. Exactly. <laughs> so it's I know really that. wonderful. It's so wonderful to get these little boosts from the outside yeah, world. For sure, for sure. And I guess the next and final product that uh, we want to talk about is the Super Moisture Mask. So I remember when we first talked about this podcast, the Super Moisture Mask was a product that you mentioned as if it was the holy grail of Nuri. Um, so I would love to know more about this mask. I used it uh, yesterday night, actually, and I absolutely loved it. But before explaining my experience, I would love to know why for you it's such a special product. This was um, a product that came, again, from a, I would say, a very personal, if almost egoistic need. Um, I had recently, at the time, relocated uh, my family and I. We moved from Copenhagen to New York, where we're based still. And I had my business in Copenhagen, so I was actually on the schedule of flying back and forth to two cities every month. So I took two long-haul cross-Atlantic flights every month, plus the other traveling that I did. So I was on airplanes a lot, and my skin started showing it. It was very dry, very stressed. And <clears throat> I started thinking, you know, I've always, you know, when I was a younger woman, I loved to use read women's magazines, and I remember reading these stories about these glamorous supermodels that were flying in first class, and they were wearing these skin masks and doing all these elaborate beauty routines on the airplane so that they looked rested and beautiful when they landed. And I thought, I need that. How do I do this on the plane? And, and quickly realized I'm not flying first class. So um, you don't do that in a startup with the budgets we have. So I was thinking, how do I do this without looking like a crazy person? And I started trying different moisture masks or hydrating masks. And they all, you know, they're thick and they were white or green or had crazy colors and sticky. And I just said, Oh, no, I can't wear this. This is going to be crazy. So I said to my formulating colleague, and I said, Okay, we need to solve this. Let's make a super intensive, concentrated hydrating formula that goes on transparent. And, and let's make a product that's actually meant to be a sleep mask, something that you wear at night. So you really get the full benefit of that seven or eight hours of sleep that you hopefully get. But it has to be something that feels comfortable after you apply it. After a couple minutes, it should be transparent, partially uh, absorbed into your skin. It shouldn't, you know, go on your sheets and make them sticky. And, and this is where we came up with the Supreme Moisture Mask. So it's a really hydrating mix of two types of hyaluronic acid. There is, you know, great hydrating natural extracts. It is I think what is the magic of it is in addition to all the hydrating ingredients, we then also added betaine, uh, vitamin B, uh, not betaine, sorry, vitamin B3. Um, and you know, vitamin B3 is such a great skincare ingredient because it does a lot of things. It's great for people with uh, impure skin. Uh, it can help really reduce inflammation in the skin, uh, but it also increases microcirculation. So This is why when you wear this mask, you really wake up with a skin that has that healthy glow in it in the morning. Um, and I absolutely love that effect. And it's, it's a great product because it's, it's very easy to use. You know, people with very dry skin, they wake up and they feel they don't even need to wash the mask off. It's been all absorbed into the skin. But other people, if you have more combination skin like I do, I feel like I want to wash it off with just some tepid water and then apply my day cream. It's so easy, and you can also use it as a quick mask before going out. So I like to sometimes, if I have an important event in the evening, well, no one goes out these days, but hopefully will soon again, I would come home, you know, just quickly wash my face, put on this little mask for 15 minutes, just take a couple of deep breaths, and then wash it off and apply my makeup, and it's, it's really a great base and a quick boost to the skin before going out. Such an underrated product. There's so many ways to use it. I can't wait to incorporate it everywhere. I think it's amazing. And it's really great. It's also a great product for people who get uh, a lot of our facialists love this product as a part of the facial because they apply this after they've done the cleansing and the extractions and the massage because it really calms the skin down as well. It hydrates, but it also soothes, calms down, reduces redness. It's a great product to incorporate in a facial as well. 
Yeah, and vitamin B3 in particular, it's an ingredient that also is versatile by itself. Like it can really help, you know, to control a bit more oil flow. It can help with underlying redness and inflammation. So it really benefits, if I can say, you know, any skin type because it really helps to make the skin a bit more resilient and less reactive, uh, which I think is amazing. Uh, so I think it's more than just a moisturizing mask. Basically, it's something that can... I don't like to put too too big words, you know, on products, but it can, in a way, reset a little bit your skin, like depending on how you use it, uh, if it's in your skincare regime, for example, at night, or if it's in the plane, um, it just helps to reset a little bit the skin. I agree. No, it's a great product. And, you know, the reviews that come in from our customers from this is just amazing. We we just had a someone write to us about using this product, doing a the pandemic during the lockdown as almost a daily mask because you can't even see that you're wearing it on a Zoom call. So you can just sit there at home with a amazing skin treatment on your face all day and no one will notice. And then you just feel you're getting at least something good out of the day, even though you're stuck in front of the screen inside four walls. <laughs> I'm going to do that now. That's also yeah. a good tip how to use it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much. It was so nice speaking to you. Um, I love the ethos behind your brand. I also love, uh, you know, the your entrepreneurial journey. I think it's really interesting. And it was amazing to get to know more about your products. I personally love them. I recommend, recommend them a lot. And now that I discovered the Super C Serum and also the Moisture Mask, I think those also are amazing products. Um, so yeah, and I, I would just wanted to tell you, thank you so much for participating. And, uh, honestly, the values and freshness, um, that your brand encompasses is really amazing. And I, and I wish you all the best. I hope that, uh, you know, you, you, and I'm, and I'm sure and I, I can't say, I hope I'm sure you're going to keep these values very close to your brand and, uh, yeah. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. You know, I love talking about this topic and, Thank you for having me. It's been a great talk. Yes, it was really interesting. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Have a lovely day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And don't hesitate to contact us if you have any question. You can reach us on DM on leon.ldn or email us at hello at leonldn.co.uk. Don't forget to check out our website for more info on our virtual consultations and for bookings. It's time your skincare earned its place on your bathroom shelf.